0: Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. Today we are blessed to have the lovely Claire on with us who is a dating and that's Pablo saying hi and hello to everyone. <laughs> um, we have the lovely Claire who is a dating and relationship coach and I wanted to hop on because I do feel that this is something that's quite significant in quite a lot of people's lives. It makes a big, it takes up a big portion of our lives no matter where we are and what we're doing. So I did want to get Claire on board and and I have, of course, popped up a wee questionnaire box onto the Instagram story. So we've got some fantastic questions lined up. But Claire, would you like to give everybody a little bit of background as to who you are and what you do?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, I am Claire Grigson. I'm a dating and relationship coach. And I help women to navigate the world of dating and relationships through building a strong self relationship first. Because I believe, like, the most important relationship we ever have. Is the one we have with ourselves, so that's the foundation of all of the work that I do, and I specialise in working with women that have what's called an anxious attachment style, so who experience a lot of anxiety in their dating life, in their relationships, and essentially I help them to move towards more secure attachment through regulating their nervous system, through understanding themselves better, through being able to communicate their wants and needs with a partner, potential partner, and that's my own journey that's why I'm so passionate about helping others in this space and also in the background I'm a veterinary surgeon I have a veterinary coaching business so I spin a few different plates but the dating coaching I'm especially passionate about.
0: Absolutely fantastic and I'm all for spinning different plates I think Gone are the days where you only have to specialize in one field. In my opinion, I think as an individual,s and I think this is quite significant to what it is that you do as a coach yourself and building relationships. Obviously, because I deal with the mindset side of things, like my my primal focus is mindset, and you know, building strong mental awareness. Um good emotional stability and things like that and a solid routine solid decisions but I come obviously from a fitness and health background and however when I feel like when you're working in this space I think people get too caught up in the fact that they have to be confined to one thing and that puts a lot of pressure on yourself whereas nobody is just one thing Nobody. Everybody's got different interests. Everyone's got different ventures. And um, I know that's not an awful lot to do with relationships and dating, but it's got a massive. It's got a massive part to do with the relationship that we have with ourselves and being accepting of the fact that we don't have to be one thing, um, yeah. you know. And that's perfectly, perfectly okay. I actually used to be a dog groomer. Um, I had a. Oh, mo- did you? <laughs> yeah, I had a mobile dog grooming business for about six years um so yeah so there you
1: go like people like people when we we find our we find our own don't we yeah absolutely and I think it is it's just been able to embrace that multi-passionate nature that a lot of us have without any shame or without feeling like oh my goodness I've chosen this one path and now I need to stick to it and um I guess part of this is is human design again this isn't stupid dating and relationships but if you resonate with this and you're like oh I'm really multi-passionate I would encourage you to look into human design and find out what your energy blueprint is because it might explain why you are multi-passionate that's sort of a side note (laughs)
0: love that Okay so let's dive into some of the questions. Um, so the first question I had was um, actually I think kind of relative to what we were talking about is there's a fine line between independence and dating nowadays especially for women. Do you feel this is putting a lot of pressure on women to stay single?
1: Yeah I think there's almost a little bit of a culture out there in terms of you know We have to be strong, independent women. We do it for ourselves. We don't need a man. And I think it's really like coming back to yourself and going, okay, like what is important for me and what do I want moving forwards? And... What we're really looking for is to have interdependence where we still maintain our own independence, our own interests, our hobbies, doing things that light us up. But also having that ability to depend on a partner because that is part of being in a relationship. And I think for a lot of women, there's been past traumas, there's been experiences that they've been through. That wow. has meant that the thought of being dependent on another person feels really, really scary. Yeah. And you become very reluctant to do that. So I think it's about zoning in and starting to become aware of with my independence, is this coming from a healthy space or is it coming from a place of fear? Because actually, yeah. I'm really scared to put myself in the position whereby. I'm allowing myself to open up to be vulnerable to start to depend on somebody else and I think what we're really looking for again is that interdependence that balance of and my own person like we're bringing two independent people together and they're able to have that dependence within the relationship dynamic whilst also maintaining yes. their hobbies their interests you know their passions doing the things that they want to do. Yeah
0: I agree I think that because I am that independent person and it's actually something that um, that I've been finding, that I've been having to work through is that, because it's something that used to get drilled into me quite a lot is that I was too independent and I always expect, like I always felt like even when I was in a relationship that I always was too headstrong and I would like take on the world on my own. And I think that from my perspective, a lot of it can come from fear, just as you were saying. So I th- I do f- I do question this, indep- like, I think independence is a great thing. I am a massive attribute. Like one of the, the main words that I use across a lot of my stuff is resilience. And I think resilience and independent technically go hand in hand. But I think there's also the element of, to be independent, you have to have a strong network. Like yes. a big part of actually being truly independent and truly resilient is having a strong network around you, that you have clarity and you have consistency, and you have unconditional care there. But you're you don't have to be dependent of that. You know you just know that it's there. You've got that strong network, and that should in turn eventually involve a significant other Um, and I do feel that that's quite a strong thing so I'm glad somebody asked that question because that is something that does play on my mind quite a lot about being independent and like you say seeing this strong woman movement of I don't need a man you do (laughs) you want one (laughs) that's the problem is you want one and you're just
1: terrified to get hurt Um, and I think it's that it's kind of Recognizing that you can be a strong, independent woman and you can still be in a healthy, fulfilling relationship. And actually, it's okay to want a relationship. And I sometimes feel that there's a little bit of a culture around women almost feel ashamed to say, do you know what? I really want to meet somebody like that's really important to me because it's this, well, you just do things on your own and you just get shit done. And like, we're really resilient and we don't need men. And it's okay to say, do you know what? I am strong and independent. I can look after myself and it would be lovely to have that strong, healthy, masculine presence in my life whereby I can depend on somebody whereby I do have somebody there to, to be my teammate and to, to move through life with. And I think another point that is quite important is if anyone's listening and they're going, OK, I really resonate with the I'm really independent. And perhaps it feels a little bit scary to, to get into a relationship or to depend on somebody else to get curious about what's called your attachment style, which is basically your comfort or discomfort with intimacy and closeness, because looking into that, you will learn an awful lot about yourself and your patterns and recognise why you feel some of the ways that you feel and why you perhaps show up in the way that you do in, in dating and relationships and again it's all about raising your self-awareness so that you can make more conscious choices moving forwards that are going to serve you powerfully rather than keeping you stuck because I think sometimes women are stuck in these patterns and they don't always recognize it or they don't understand it they're like I'm stuck and I'm always dating the same type of guy but I don't understand why and I believe that your attachment style is is can be a big part of that it can really sort of shine a light on what's going on.
0: Amazing. And on the flip side of that question, I was actually going to ask: Do you yeah. feel? I don't know if you coach men at all, um. But do you feel that there is a pressure for men on this side of on this side of the conversation? Because obviously, if us women are like exuding this independence, um, you know, we don't need a man. Do you feel like there's then pressure for men to? behave in particular ways because it's something that I am noticing quite a lot at the moment is that guys seem to be coming across much more I don't know if this is just the circle that I have been involved with or the people that I've been speaking with but they almost seem scared to either leave a relationship they're not happy with because they are a particular age or you know the again the circle in the fitness industry in particular because us women in the fitness industry are so strong-minded and quite independent it seems like we're almost putting up that we're not approachable in that manner unless it's just for one thing Um, do you feel
1: like that's a thing yeah I think it's it's an interesting kind of dynamic so I think with with men like the masculine energy one of the the core needs that they have is to be valued and appreciated and one of the ways that men do that is by actually trying to make us happy and believe it or not when men are in a relationship one of the things they want to do is to make us happy but sometimes we don't always appreciate that we're not very good at communicating with each other we don't have that understanding of how the other kind of energy works and I think for for men when there's women that are really strong and independent if a guy isn't in his healthy masculine energy that can be quite intimidating it can be intimidating to see a woman that can go out and get everything that she wants and she provides for herself and she meets her own needs so I think that there can almost be this feeling of okay where do I fit into this and I think as women sometimes what we need to kind of like lean into and start to understand is what are the important character traits or values that I want my ideal partner to have and if you're like right well you know actually I would like a man who's a bit of a provider who's a bit of a protector who um, is going to take the lead with things and if that's what we desire in a partner then we need to look at the way that we're showing up because if we're what I would say is when we're we're independent when we're business owners quite often we lead with a lot of masculine energy because we have to because we've got to go out there and take the action and make the decisions and we need to be aware of okay what energy would I like to be in in my dating life and we need to learn how to kind of shift that and there's nothing wrong with saying like someone in women will be like well no I want to be like this all the time and then it's appreciating okay there's always got to be that polarity there so if you show up with a very strong masculine energy in your dating life you're probably going to find that you're going to clash with the men that are in a lot of healthy masculine energy and and you're going to attract in the men that are perhaps a bit more feminine and what I mean by that is they're happy for you to take the lead they're probably not going to try and pursue you or to put a lot of effort in because you're kind of the one that's doing that. So again, it's just yeah. kind of raising your awareness of okay, um, where am I in my energy? What do I desire in a partner? And it's not about changing yourself to attract someone else in, but it's being aware that we all have masculine and feminine energy within us, men and women, and being aware of what energy am I in right now. How has this been working so far in my dating life? And if, if this hasn't been working, starting to play with that a little bit and starting to make some shifts and changes and notice what effect that kind of has on the people that you're connecting with and interacting with. Amazing. Okay, so the next question I have is
0: from from a girl who said that she's going through a breakup night right now and she's really struggling. Do you have any tips for going through a breakup?
1: Okay, so I think the first thing is with breakups, take it day by day. Because what can happen is we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves, like, why don't I feel better? Why don't I feel better? Take it day by day, look after the basics. So are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting some exercise every day? Are you drinking enough water? Are you eating healthily? And I know that's saying people might be like, well, well, that's obvious, but quite often we don't, right? Because we're in kind of emotional distress. So looking at, am I sort of meeting and fulfilling my basic needs? The other thing that I'm a really strong believer in is if you're going through a breakup, what boundaries do you need to put in place to protect your energy? So for example, if you still have your ex on social media, being honest with yourself, am I still looking at his Instagram? Am I still looking at his stories? Am I still checking his Facebook updates? Am I looking to see when he's online on WhatsApp? And if that sort of behavior is coming out, is that actually helping or hindering me moving through the breakup process? And what I mean by putting boundaries in place, maybe that's that you block your ex you you um unfriend your ex on social media maybe you block him maybe you make that decision of i need to set that boundary for myself because i know at the moment i don't have the willpower necessarily to not look at his instagram page to not look at who he's following and oh my god he's followed like three new girls and who are they and then you're on their page and then you're looking at like what stuff he's liking. And we create all these stories in our minds. So looking at what are the things that I can put in place to look after me. um, And I think there's a lot of divided opinion in this. Some people are like, well, it's really childish and it's immature. And I don't believe it is. I think it's about looking after yourself and recognizing as well that going through a breakup there's been studies that have been done that shown it's very similar to going through drug withdrawal you're going to have those physical almost withdrawal symptoms in your body those cravings of like oh my god if only like i could speak to him and i just need to message him and i just need to reach out and again i think it's about like regulating your nervous system so when that craving comes up Taking a few really deep breaths into your belly, just calming your nervous system, allowing the rational, logical part of your brain to come back online and go, OK, what is my intention behind reaching out? You know, is it is it coming from a place of fear of, oh, my God, I just need to know that you still there. He's maybe thinking about me. Or is it coming from a genuine place of love? And I want to know how he's doing. But I would definitely say in the early stages of a breakup, like no contact is necessary. I don't yeah. know anyone that's navigate navigated a breakup with regular contact with their ex and that's made them feel better. And I understand for some people there's children involved. There does need to be that contact, but if that's the case, keeping it to the logistics. And yeah. not allowing it to cross over into that line of talking about the emotional things and I think at the end of the day you need to do what's best for you moving through a breakup and however that looks and feels amazing
0: absolutely and with the on again on the flip side to that when it comes to being in a relationship I feel like there's it's, I'm going to come at this from a fitness perspective because I feel like that's something that will resonate with my audience um So when you're in a relationship, if you feel like you've got like a a reasonably good connection, but potentially you are, for example, if somebody's wanting to step on stage or if someone wants to do a photo shoot or something along those lines, they're wanting to go through a significant change, something that can typically happen that I've noticed in some of my clients is their partners can become unsupportive about what it is that they're wanting to do. And it can cause rifts in the relationship. Have you got any tips or advice for that? Because before they've decided to make this decision for themselves, their relationship might have been fine. Um, it's just been this change that their, their, their partner's finding difficult to support.
1: Yeah, and I think I would imagine that for most people that are going through that experience, their partner is coming across as unsupportive probably because they're a bit scared. Because naturally, as humans, there's a fear of change and a fear of, oh, my goodness, like she's doing this. And what if that means that she's going to get more attention from people? Or is it because she's thinking about looking elsewhere and she wants to look better? And, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. But I think what it's doing is it's highlighting that there's an insecurity going on with your partner and I think if that's the case it's about being curious and it's very easy to get judgmental and be like well you know you should be supportive and you should be this and you should be that and what I would encourage people to do is come from a place of genuine curiosity like you know I've noticed that when I've been talking about this thing whatever it is that I want to do that you seem to be a little bit uncomfortable about that like can we talk about it what's this bringing up for you and kind of opening up that space to to allow your partner to, to be vulnerable and to be shared. And of course, there's going to be some people that are receptive to that and other people that aren't because they're not used to having those vulnerable conversations. But I think if that's the case, I think if a partner is unsupportive, what it's shining a spotlight on is there's an insecurity or fear going on for them. And if you can approach that from a place of being curious and just having an open conversation around that, that is probably the best way of coming to a resolution and also being able to give them some reassurance like you know what this is a a great thing because I'm going to feel better than myself and if I feel better than myself I bring the best version of me to this relationship because you matter and you're important and you're the person that I choose to wake up to next to every day and sometimes it is because relationships are always a dynamic right like our partner has to take ownership for their part, the insecurity, but we have to take the ownership for I'm going to communicate this in a kind way and I'm going to open up that safe space so that my partner can bring up anything that's maybe bothering them. And again, this takes practice. If we're not used to having these conversations with our partner, it can feel tricky, but I definitely feel that that's what's going on. It's, it's highlighting that there's a, an element of insecurity going on. Amazing, perfect. So the next question I've got... <laughs> i like
0: the the way that she's written this down but um so she's basically said that she's been single for a while and she's wondering how do you find your perfect significant other and stop attracting fuckboys boys that's how she's put it
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, so that's the question (laughs) Okay, I love that the way she's put that. And actually this is something that I know a lot of my audience will resonate with as well, because this is kind of probably a pattern that they've been into. And I think the first thing that we need to do is get curious about, okay, I'm the common denominator in all of this. And this is about blaming or shaming or saying there's anything wrong with this, but okay, I am the common denominator. And the first thing I would do is get curious about attachment style like what is my attachment style what are the patterns what are the type of men that I'm attracting in and understanding where that's coming from and I think there's a there's another important difference here we can still attract in fuck boys but it doesn't mean we need to choose to date them and actually it's a choice so I am somebody myself who is more naturally anxiously attached and my default pattern was to attract and avoidant men who who would probably fall into the fuckboy category. Now, I've done a lot of work on myself and I am now much more towards the secure end of the spectrum. I will still attract fuckboys. So I will still have these people like me on Bumble or like me on Hinge or try to interact with me. But the difference is... I recognize that and I no longer choose to date them. So it's the difference between attracting them in that actually looking being honest with yourself and going, okay, I'm attracting them in, but I'm also maybe making a choice to interact with them, to go on a date with them, to do that, even though I know they're probably not going to be the type of person I want to be in a long-term relationship with. And there actually can be quite a lot of work in this because these habits can be quite deeply ingrained, these patterns, and yeah. it's recognizing, first of all, Where does it come from? Second of all, this is an awareness, not a blame or a shame thing, okay? Because there's so many women that will, will resonate this and go through this. And then it's thirdly like taking ownership for, okay, what is the inner work that I need to do so that I'm in that more secure place and I'm making different choices so that actually I'm choosing to date men who are secure, who are emotionally available, that are wanting the same things as me. And sometimes the reason that we don't do that is because we're actually scared. Like there's a fear of like, I'm not like there's an underlying belief of I'm not worthy or I'm not deserving. So we almost push away the people that would be good for us. And we allow Sorry. ourselves to <laughs> stay Sorry. in the no, that's okay. Um stay in the old pattern. So I, I think there is quite a lot to that, but again, there's a difference between attracting in and who we're choosing. And sometimes we do need to take ownership and say if I'm being totally honest, probably the choices that I'm making are not getting me any closer to where I want to be. Which yeah, is, it's, you know. and
0: I feel like this is very again, this is very relevant for my audience because it's actually a conversation I had with one of my dear friends yesterday, who is actually a male. He's been one of my best friends now for I want to say six years, five or six years. And, um, you know, it's one of those relationships where we can be very open and honest with each other. And it was a question that I had for him because I was that it was funny. It was funny the way that she's put this question, because it was actually very similar to what I said to my friend yesterday. And I was saying, you know, that, you know, I've been approached by guys. But unfortunately, they all just seem to be interested in the one thing. And, you know, and he said, well, he says, I'm going to say this to you as because you're my friend and because I care. And I, I know that you deserve happiness. But have you looked at your Instagram? And I says, what do you mean? And he said, all the photo shoot photos that you've got on your social media. And I said, yeah, but I've done that because, you know, I've gone through being overweight, to finally feeling confident in my body you know I've worked really hard to get into this physique I've not done it as a now there are a couple of photos in there which are very suggestive which I agreed with and he said that's fine he says but see it from a man's perspective you're putting it out there that that's something that you're into Someone who's going to respect you is going to want you to be more conservative, and, um, and then she, and he says, you know, it's just a matter of he says it's not all of them. He says, but there's a few on there that are very suggestive, and you've got to understand that what that image is putting out on your social media, um, and therefore, if you're going to, the, if you're you are of course then going to be attracting that kind of attention um you know so it's funny that you say that because I do feel like again coming from the fitness industry a lot of the fitness girls get these photo shoots done and I know a lot of them struggle with the same issues um and it makes sense that and I'm not saying not to do these photo shoots now I personally did remove the photos that I felt That weren't aligning with what I want and it's funny because you know I even said to him I said you know it never crossed my mind because when I did the photo shoots and when I put the photos up I was in a very committed and secure relationship so I didn't care what guys thought of my content because my significant other was proud of them and was happy for me to put that sort of content up but now that it I am not in that position. I don't want to be setting the wrong message across my social media. But there are still the couple of con- pictures that I got that I am proud of. And they are still, you know, there's still an injury photo shoot, but they're not as suggestive as some of my other pieces. And it, but I have made that conscious decision to change that because it's not what i want to attract yes that's an important part of our relationship i feel but that's not where it should be starting from in my opinion um if it's going to co- if it's going to be a good solid strong foundation as a relationship um i feel like it needs to be built on a bit of substance um But that's just my personal opinion. But I do feel like in the fitness industry, that is something that is, it's difficult because, you know, we all work so hard, you know, and we want to show off and we want to feel good in lingerie and we want to be able to do these photoshoot. I mean, why else? I mean, apart from, you know, being able to step on stage, we don't really get anything else that we can put all of our hard work into um but it is then having that fine line of deciding okay if you are single what that image is creating
1: I think it's it's that awareness piece as well and I think the the thing is it depends when you're kind of dating what are the tools that you're using for that so like what I would say is if you use Instagram and you know it anyone can put whatever they want on their Instagram. I don't think there should be judgment there. And if you're someone that uses Instagram for business and you create content for your ideal client and that sharing those images is something that's going to empower them and inspire them and motivate them, absolutely do it. But the the place where you might want to go, okay, where do I need to, to have a look at what, what um, how I'm showing up or how this is maybe coming across would be like on a dating app. So if you were on Hinge or Bumble and you were, I mean, I don't even think you're, I don't think they let you put images like that on anyway. I think there's something in their guidelines yeah. about what you can put up. But I guess it's in that kind of space, I would say, like, you, you do need to kind of be aware of how certain things can come across. And it's, it's not about not being authentic. I think it's really important that you share all of yourself and the things that light you up and the things that are important to you. Um, but I think, it's again, it's just having that awareness piece and it's got to be what feels right for you. So, for example, with my Instagram account, when it went from a personal to a coaching account, I had images of myself where I was in very, very small outfits going out on nights out. And I made the decision to remove those images because they weren't in alignment with what my ideal client needed to see because my coaching wasn't based around fitness or around um like body image or, or anything like that and I think it's always just like tuning into like what feels right for me what feels authentic and I, I do think it's it, it's sad when we have to start thinking about like the male gaze and you know how is this coming across but unfortunately it's kind of the world it's a part we of live it in. yeah it it's
0: is. The like the way that I put it on like for like my clients and my content is it's putting your adult pants on and saying, like, like taking ownership for what it is that you're doing and what it is that you're putting out. And again, it's not about feeling guilty or if again, not even a matter of when I'm back in a relationship, I still have those pieces of content that I will use. But right now, is like is not being in a relationship is not the the forefront of my mind. My forefront of my mind right now is my business and however I am a relationship person so and I and I don't want to be attracting the wrong attention Mm -hmm. so I'm taking them down because right now it's not fixing my problem it's adding to my problem um, and that's just it's a very quick and easy fix that really on the grand scheme of things doesn't matter Um, and you know on the grand scheme of things it changes nothing (laughs) yeah Um, you know so but yeah I do feel like in the fitness industry it's something that we struggle with
1: yeah Yeah. and and I can imagine and I think it's always you know you've done that from an empowered place and I think as long as whatever decision whatever anyone chooses to do on social media or on a dating app doing it for you like is this coming from an empowered place is this in alignment with me do I feel confident in my decision do I trust my decision if it's yes do that because everybody's kind of different and what feels right for them. And I think it's about just taking the judgment away. We judge ourselves enough, right? Especially as women, we're so hard on ourselves. Like, let's just leave that judgment at the door. Let's do what's right for us and empower ourselves and, Trust that when we do that, when we make decisions from that place, we're in a higher vibrational energy as well, which is going to attract in more aligned opportunities, more aligned people. So yeah, it's just sort of checking love in with that. that place within yourself.
0: Love that. Well, I think that's about all the time we've got time for because my Zoom is giving me the little time down. Um, but I just wanted to thank you so much for coming onto to the podcast. I definitely think I'd love to have you back on again because I feel like we could have spoken for... Oh, where's that gone? There we go. Sorry, um, I feel like we could we could speak about this for hours, um. So I would love to have you back on again if you're interested, um. However, I just want to thank you so much for taking your time today to come onto the podcast to give us your knowledge, um, and to spread your value with my with my lovely little audience. Um, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you if they've got any more questions or if yeah
1: if they need any assistance with anything. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok. It's claire underscore Gregson underscore coaching. If you'd rather drop me an email, it's claire at dot
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, my lovely for coming on. It has been an absolute pleasure.